Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 303. This week, we have a new summer camp. Now, see if you're welcome. Drowning in Cary Lake. On behalf of Texas, screw you, feds. Florida lawmakers think the internet has walls. Nudes are not okay. <laughs> What's up under the gold dome? California wants you to slow your roll. And the monkey wrench known as Bobby. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is the man who knows intimately what happens under the gold dome. And I do mean intimately. Ken Pullen. <laughs> I don't know about that, Dave. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope your week's been good. Not bad. Maybe you, if you were a little more intimate, you'd still be up there. <laughs> oh, yeah, at least it warmed up a little bit in Georgia. After I got my last heating and air bill, I may have to take out one of those uh, loans from some somewhere to pay for it. <laughs> Get your title back with Title Max? I know, geez. <laughs> I can fix that. I know. Yeah, I, I happen to know a guy. <laughs> well, I don't know if you saw, but we had two corrections from last week that a, that a listener uh, corrected us on. So let's go ahead and update that. The Republican presidential primary is on March 12th. I think we said March 5th, which is actually Super Tuesday. Uh, We're just talking about this, which makes it even dumber to have it a week after Super Tuesday. Not that the primary hadn't been settled already, but it's kind of weird that we would have it a week after Super Tuesday. I would imagine turnouts can be very low for that. Oh, you better walk up. Yeah, so that'll be really low. And then the other interesting point from a listener that I thought was really interesting was... One of our listeners said MAGA isn't as Republican as we, which refers to me and you, make it out to be. Uh, I guess we went overboard on Georgia as MAGA last week. But look, I totally agree with this listener. I don't think Georgia is as MAGA as we sometimes make it out to be. And I think that's uh, I think that's a big problem. I think it's why Herschel Walker lost. I think it's why Trump lost Georgia which uh, I could be, we probably have some listeners that would say Georgia didn't lose or Trump didn't lose Georgia. Uh, and But it's also why I think Governor Kent beat Stacey Abrams so bad. So I don't think Georgia's as mag as we make it out to be. And I think, I mean, honestly, I hope it doesn't happen, but Trump may get beat in Georgia again this year. Well, we've said, I mean, look, if you're an Alpharetta and a Republican, <clears throat> you're a lot different from Paulding yes. County or oh, totally different. Uh, you know, down in South Georgia or something like that. It's, very different. <clears throat> you know, you drive out in Paulding County and you see, especially when you get out in the, the rural parts of the county, you see farmers for Trump, Trump won. Yep. Uh, I guess if they're if they're not a majority of Georgia, they're certainly the loudest. They are the loudest uh, and they're enough for Trump to win the, pre- you know, win the pre- presidential primary. But I, every single day I see more and more people that Trump offends uh, putting stuff online. Now, whether or not when they get ended up voting booth in November, you know, do the people come back to Trump or do they just leave it blank or, you know, will the soccer moms vote for Biden over Trump or that's what it's going to be hard to tell. Trump's not doing anything to help himself. And we talked about this earlier. I just concentrate on the border because the border is a disaster. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Talk about the economy and stop with the personal attacks on everybody. But Trump can't do that. That's not, he cannot stay focused on what could win him the election in November. 
He's on every other tangent out there. And, and it's just going to it's just going to make more and more people not vote for him in November. And, and look, I think he's he's circling further mm-hmm. into madness with with having to to defend himself in multiple municipalities. Yep, getting sued for a hundred million dollars a pop for people that. And look, I believe him. It's like I never met her. At least yep. I don't remember meeting her. I mean, I, and look, it's a total political witch hunt. I mean, I totally agree that this is a witch hunt where the left is trying to destroy their primary opponent. I get it. I'd be pissed off too if I was if I was President Trump. But somehow he's taking, got, he's taking it out in the wrong place. But somehow he's got to figure out how to transition from what he's doing now to a presidential candidate people can put their trust in in November. And I just don't know if he's going to be able to do that. And if he can't do it, I just don't think the middle of the road, the independent, the 10 percent that and I can't stand the, or the, this independent phrase. Like, How do you not know if you're a Democrat or Republican or Libertarian or something? Like, how do you? How do you just vacillate between different candidates every election? You could you can go between different sexes if you want to. But he's st- but Trump's got to figure out how to look presidential and how pull people back in this camp. And the best way he could do that is talk about issues that we care about, which is the border and the economy. Well, go back to his victory speech after after Iowa. Oh, the was, yeah, the one after New Hampshire was. Oh, the just, New Hampshire, yeah, yeah, New Hampshire fantastic. was fantastic. Yeah, but New Hampshire, he got, yeah, but the thing about New Hampshire, he got Tim Scott, the senator, Tim Scott endorsed Trump. And even he gets Tim Scott up on the stage and he says, he says, Senator Scott, didn't Nikki Haley, you know, appoint you to the Senate? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, you must really hate Nikki Haley to to not endorse her and be endorsing me. Like, why does he have to go to that level of saying you must really hate Nikki well, Haley? That, but that's, but you, <clears throat> uh, you know, look at the difference between that and, and after the Hawkeye Hawkeye. Where he was, where he was gracious. Yeah, uh, he he thanked the the caucus goers. Uh, he came off presidential, and then and then he does this and puts and puts Scott on the on the uh, you know on the spot there. I uh, know, and it just Scott's a Scott's a politician. Yes, and Scott also means, Tim Scott can respect both Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, and he could have picked Donald Trump because he thinks he's the best candidate. That doesn't mean he hates Nikki Haley or he hates Ron DeSantis. It just means he picked President Trump over Nikki Haley. We don't have to go to that level of name calling and personal attacks and all this kind of stuff. That people don't look some the thirty percent the MAGA people, and we'll talk about this in just a minute. We probably do need to move on. They may love that, but the other percentage, the independents, people in the middle, Democrats don't like that. And Trump's going to turn out more votes from Democrats than he turned out last time, and that's the problem. Is he so polarizing? Democrats are going to get out to vote, and there's not as many Republicans that vote for him, and that's going to cost people up and down the ballot in November. <clears throat> well, I think we've seen we've we've demonstrated that d- down the ballot with when, when it comes to Trump, you throw the down the ballot stuff out. Yep. When, when you're talking about George W. Bush, <clears throat> or you're talking about Obama, <clears throat> you know when when George W. Bush won a won a state, it went all the way down the ballot. Yep. Trump, people would vote against Trump and then vote. Republican uh, for their congressman, Republican for for their their, we'll their say, yeah, state. I know it happened last time, but I'll be I'll be interested to see if that continues to happen. And maybe maybe people will hold their nose, vote for Biden, and then vote for people and vote for Republicans like Scott Hilton on the north side of town that's in a fifty fifty district. Maybe people will do that. <clears throat> it's going to be tough though. 
Which I, I know we've kind of went into the first story yeah. here. The, the MAGA, MAGA camp. Yeah. Like, so well, Trump, Trump, yeah, Trump comes out and says, if you donate to Nikki Haley, you're not welcome to MAGA camp. Yeah. You're going to be permanently barred from the MAGA camp. Like, what, <laughs> what is the MAGA camp anyway? You know. Uh, and he, Debbie he, Dooley he, jumped all over the story. I hate to even mention Debbie Dooley's uh, name on the show. I despise Debbie Dooley. But one of Governor Kemp's, uh, one of the people in his office retreated this with his own comments on it. Debbie Dooley went after this, went after this guy for saying this. And yeah, it's, but this MAGA can't look. Debbie Dooley was head of a tea party back in when Obama was in. What was that? 2010. The tea party went from, uh, you know, small government, conservatism to MAGA territory. And whether or not you like Trump or not, Trump's not small government. He's not really a conservative at all. He's a populist guy, right? He's Oh, he's 100% populist. Yeah, he's Look, spent, Trump's spent who, more money than anybody has ever spent in the, any president's ever spent. So there's nothing small government Tea Party about President Trump. No, look, and Debbie Dooley's not small small government anyway. Didn't she... She jumps from, She's from not cause anymore. to cause. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she, she she doesn't have any any actual values. It's it's wherever she can get get the get the biggest bang for her buck. Whether whether it's getting her getting paid or her getting on TV. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> she is just a just a nasty little woman. Uh, she she jumped from Tea Party to some environmentalist thing. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, I just uh, against governor. She went against Governor Kemp. When yeah, he was look, running, look, if, uh, if I'm on the op- if I'm on the opposite side of Debbie Dooley, yeah, you're probably doing something I'm, wrong. I'm, I'm probably right. doing. I'm probably on the on the right side there, yep. and I'm sure someone's going to tell Debbie, and you, you know, if you're telling her, she can kiss my ass. Yeah, that's fine. And look, Trump <coughs> went and Trump went on like, you know, where he called. He said, "You can be permanently barred from the MAGA camp." He said, "This is a quote. Anybody that makes a contribution to Bird Brain from this moment forth will be permanently barred from the MAGA camp." We don't want them and will not accept them because we put America first and always will. Trump continued to use the name Bird Brain to refer to Haley. What is the point of calling Nikki Haley Bird Brain and totally, I mean, her, her group of Republicans, like, I don't agree with her Republican. I mean, I think she's a big government Republican. She's a warmonger. Nothing I like about Nikki Haley. But what is it serving you trying to get elected uh, against Joe Biden by calling her Bird Brain? And saying if you support her, you're out of MAGA camp. That, what? And that's first of all, it's short sighted. It is. Uh, and what he was what he was referring to, and he is so 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 poor at making making his points concise. <laughs> what he was saying was, her mega donors. If you continue to donor donate to her right now, I'm not taking your money. And he'll take the money <clears throat> if they give it oh, to yeah, him. They all take the money. Yes, you all take the money. Yeah. Take the money and say, "I know you didn't mean it." Hand him a red hat. Yep. I just, I don't, I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand the the link between his brain and his mouth. Because I know no. Trump's not stupid. No, not at all. He's not stupid. He's 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 getting into a Nixon esque paranoia, where yep. he thinks that anybody who donates to another candidate, whether whether it's Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley or <laughs> Chris Christie or whoever, whomever, it just it's. It's it's this this they're out to get me, they're they're part of the conspiracy. They're out yep. to get me. 
They are. And and look, I, I can understand being paranoid at this point because he's got, what, 37 different municipalities going after him. <laughs> uh, as, as we record, he had, he just got done with a with finishing civil up his civil up trial. in New York, right. And the the not really prosecutor, but but the uh, whoever it is is representing the plaintiff, the plaintiff's attorney would ask him a question. He'd say yes, and they'd continue on. The judge would say, "Stop talking. Strike everything after yes." Like that's that's yeah. some yes, yeah, not good. It's not good and, at all. And, and, and he walked out muttering to himself, "This is not America." Yep. And, and look, I agree with him. I agree with him. It's it's a it's a kangaroo trial. It's a kangaroo court. No, totally. And I I totally agree with him there. But you can't take that anger and roll it into your professional life. Yep. Professionals act as they must, not as they feel. Yes, I may be in a horrible mood, but when I show up at your house and I'm, and I'm, I'm talking to you about, about investing several thousand dollars in, into equipment for your house or, or uh, $100, several hundred dollars into a repair, stuff like that, I can't go in with a bad attitude. It yep. doesn't matter if my wife and I had an argument that morning, which doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> Never. No, it really doesn't. <clears throat> Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't matter why I'm upset. Is I cannot I cannot bring that into my professional life. And he doesn't have that filter. He's been the man in charge for so damn long that he could he could just walk in and be in a bad mood, walk into Trump Enterprises, slam his door, and it was like, "You better stay out of Donald's way today." And you can't do that in a political race. Political race, you got to honestly do what Nikki's been doing, and that's stopping at the diners, shaking hands, doing doing what what Vivek did. And, and I know I'm talking about two people that, that that lost, but that's what is endearing people. People who were voting for for Nikki Haley weren't voting based on her record, or weren't voting based on her values because they have no idea what they are. They're voting for this nice lady that showed up and shook shook their hand and, and comes off reasonably. Even when she talks about Donald Trump, she doesn't call him, you know, you know, big fat orange man or anything else. She just says, you know, is he's 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 too old. He's he uh, he's unhinged, whatever. But she doesn't call him names. She doesn't call him bird brain. <clears throat> so I I don't I don't, no. and then, I don't know. And, and, and <clears throat> people are, vote, are voting for her decorum. They're not voting for if, if they actually knew that she wanted to send a bunch of money to Ukraine and if need be put our troops there. Hey, there's some government. Some Republicans may like that. I don't know. Uh, you know, before we get off this story, though, I was going. This is something I think really took me. Well, I saw this this week and I was like, wow. Georgia GOP chairman, Josh McCain, who I really like, I respect Josh a lot. He used to be a state senator. And also the Georgia 14th district endorsed President Trump this week and called for Nikki Haley to get out of the, the primary. Typically, and this has always been the case, like county chairs, district chairs, the GOP chairman, they don't get in the middle of primaries. I mean, they let Republicans fight it out in primaries, and then they support Republican nominee. This is setting a terrible precedence when Georgia chairman and the 14th district get involved in a primary and start picking who they think should win the primary and telling other people to get out. This this is like your local county party. If somebody's challenging one of your local state representatives or state senators, the local party is not supposed to endorse. They're supposed to give a, a platform for whoever wants to run but they do not endorse candidates. That is a dangerous, dangerous thing that a think, that they did. Think about week. the people we have at the state and county level parties. <clears throat> think about think about the people who are who are motivated to do stuff like that. Who do we have? Nutcase down there in South Georgia. What's her name? Candace uh, Taylor. Uh, Candace, yes, with two S's. 
who, who thought that God himself struck down the Guidestones. Uh, it just, you, you. I know, but it's just, you, we, we can't, yeah, and it's, I, it's, I don't want to spend a ton of time, but I just, we can't be picking like county chairs and county parties can't be meddling in Republican primaries. They just can't do it. All, all I have to say is we look forward to a, to a vigorous vetting process that yes. we call the primary season. Yeah, right, that's, totally. it, that's it. And that's leave it, it alone. Even, yep. even, even the, the national party was, was looking at uh, having a resolution to name him the presumptive nominee. No, I agree. So, I agree. Yeah, I'm over MAGA. We got, oh, we're really surprised about Carrie Lake. Uh, this is about <laughs> Jeff DeWitt, a former Arizona treasurer and Trump advisor, resigned as chair of the uh, state GOP on Wednesday following the release of audio recording in which he offered Carrie Lake lucrative job if she quits her Senate race. I don't know. Isn't this, I mean, I don't, I don't, like, I'm not surprised this happened, but Carrie Lake did record it. So basically, Jim, Jeff DeWitt comes to Carrie Lake and says, hey, we've got some companies back east that will put you on a payroll to stay out of the Senate race in 2024. And what is your price? And he said, this is, quote, just say, is there a number at which? And then she cut in and she said, I can be bought. That's what this is about. And he said, you can take Paul's, take a pause for a couple of years. You can go back to what you're doing. Uh and then she ended a thing of saying, this is not about money, it's about our country. So, you know, it's pretty funny. He got caught uh, on the phone. It's kind of stupid to think people aren't recording your phone calls nowadays. But this happens in, this happens all over the place, right? I mean, somebody will, somebody will be running for state rep and the local powers to be will come to that person and say, hey, you know, let's not run against David this time around. Uh, wink, you know, like wink, wink, nod, nod. And this happens all over. It's just funny that this was on a recording. Yeah. And look, he, he basically said there are probably more recordings because I thought we were friends. We had a lot of candid conversations. So I want to hear what on the, what's on the other recordings. <laughs> I know. Me too. I mean, that, that, that piques my curiosity. Look, it's it, they're obviously a, a one-party consent state. Uh, what he did is not illegal. What he's saying is, look, get out. We'll take care of you in two years. Yep. And that's that is that's classic, smoky you know smoky cloak room, sort, <laughs> like sort back of room cigar, yeah. uh, scotch yeah, drinking. It, it, stuff. it happens all yep. the time. So yeah, it totally does. Look, it's running even running for state rep. Look, we'll take care of you in two years. I'll be your biggest donor, mm-hmm. but we're gonna we're gonna support this person right now. Yeah, we need to let Jeff serve two more years. He's got some stuff he quote needs to get done. Yeah, get yeah, his that, retirement. Yeah, yeah. That happens all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and, and, it, and it's. It, and you know, I've, I've, I've on a very small scale been in some of those, been in some of those cloak oh, rooms. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, we've all been and, I mean, on a very small scale. We say, like, look, uh, one of us is going to is going to take this. Uh, uh, we want to just make sure that the incumbent doesn't win. Stuff, stuff like that is it. It, it, it happens all the time. It does. Uh, he just got caught, and and look, he's, nothing's going to happen to him. He didn't do anything illegal. I, I, I don't think he did anything illegal. Yeah, I don't think anything is illegal. The Arizona code. Just embarrassing for. Him. So. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says, up you to the president. He did. And up yours, like, not up you. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of talk. So this came out of this battle at the Texas border where Greg, Greg Abbott, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, put up all the, uh, the the barbed wire down there on the border. It was actually on private land. Uh, the Biden administration sued, and the Supreme Court last week said that 
you know, they upheld an order from a lower court that basically said that the federal government was in charge of, you know, enforcing uh, laws down there and they could actually take the barbed wire down. Uh, but I think at this point, Greg Abbott said, no, you're not taking anything down. And he says, I write to defend a border because you're not defending the border. Right. And said, so, yeah, so this is going to be interesting where this goes. All right. This is not going to be a shooting war. This is going to be a, a, a war handled by guys who carry brief, briefcases and wear $10,000 suits. Um, what Abbott is arguing and, and what the, the attorney general in Texas uh, is arguing is that <clears throat> Glenn Youngkin, no, uh, I can't remember what his name is. That Youngkin is the, the governor in Virginia. Um, what he's arguing is they're violating, uh, violating the clause that, that states stay out of it unless there is an invasion. And they're calling the, yep. the illegals an invasion. It is an invasion. I mean, 100% an invasion. But it's going to, it's going to depend on what the Supreme Court considers a constitutional uh, definition of invasion. You and I both agree. There's an invasion going on. We've got, we've got people on a terrorist, terrorist walk. Yeah, 302,000 incidents last month. That's an invasion. 300,000 people. Yeah, and, and we're, we're the the getaways and, and all that stuff. We're we're talking about people who are on the terrorist watch list, and it only took what was it twelve to take over four airplanes. I know. Just think of Georgia. We got ten and a half million people in Georgia. Just think, in one month, that three hundred thousand people came into Georgia illegally. I mean, it would overwhelm. I mean, it, it it would overwhelm the state, right? We're talking about. I mean, you got to, these people have to go somewhere. They have to live somewhere. Their kids have, have to be educated. To schools have to be educated. Yeah. So to think Texas, and this is just in a month, right? This has been going on for two years now. So to think Texas should just let millions and millions of people in, it's crazy anyway. So yeah, this is really escalating down there on the border though. And I saw Governor DeSantis from Florida came out today and he, he went over to constitutional like what you just talked about, like what does the Constitution say about this? And can the Texas Governor Glenn, Greg Abbott actually defend Texas? And he, I mean, they're, they're totally on his side. And so is Governor Kemp. We put out a statement this week with supporting what the Texas governor's doing. So I think there's been 18 to 20 states so far that have signed a letter supporting Greg Abbott. But you're really seeing uh, this come to, a, come to a head down in Florida or down in Texas. I'm sorry. Well, one of the problems is he's got the National Guard down there. Number one, they're unarmed. They, they, they may be carrying rifles, but they're unarmed. They, they, they last week be carrying sticks because they don't have any ammo. <clears throat> but if you look at opposite the name tape on their uniform, it says U.S. Army. Yep. The, they went to United States Army basic training at, at very least, and United States Army advanced individual training at very least before going to the National Guard. Many of them served active duty before, go, before going to the Guard like I did. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the federal government could call them up and uh, put them on a federal, uh, a federal call-up order, and they would have to essentially walk off their state, state orders, walk across the line, turn around, and, and face towards the state. They, they belong to the state until the federal government wants them. Right. Now, what the what intricacies there are in a in a domestic deployment uh, and making it federal, I don't know. Uh, there's 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 several lo- rules that go into it. 
But if, if he just wanted to be spiteful, he could call up every member of the Texas National Guard and send them off to send them off to Poland to go to to stand there against a, a possible invasion by the Russians. Yep. And 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 leave Texas without a National Guard. I mean, it, they can do it. So this idea that the National Guard is is some sort of hindrance, they're not. What the National Guard is doing is they're they're doing uh, army engineers' work. They're putting up the Constantina wire, razor wire, uh, and they're they're running forklifts and that kind of stuff. And they're they're running meals out and that. Kind of, but they can do all sorts of support. They cannot guard the border. They can't light anybody up. They they can they can help process people. They can do paperwork. They can do a lot of back end stuff, but they cannot go out there and start shooting. And to make sure of that, they're unarmed. Yep. So th- th- this this whole idea of, of, of standing our ground with the National Guard, that's not how it works. This is this is no longer a state militia. You know, like I said, it, 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 they, they belong to the, United, to the United States Army as soon as the Army decides they want them. Right, we'll see what happens down there. I, I, hope, Florida, I hope Texas stands their ground as much as possible. They don't deserve to be invaded like they are now. I agree. I agree. And, and look, this is 200 yards of riverfront. We're making a big deal out of 200 yards of riverfront. <laughs> right. And, and look, Texas has already said if there's a medical emergency, of course use the park. If uh, you need to launch one of your boats, they've, they've, they've allowed the Border Patrol to, to use the, the boat launch that's in that park. Uh, so they're not, they're not just holding it. But it's, we're talking about 200 yards of riverfront over how many miles and we're, we're all getting our, 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 the hairs in our neck back in the neck, standing up over 200 yards riverfront in one little place called Eagle pass. Yep. So I don't know. So Florida house going around the country passes HB one to ban social media for children under 16. Yeah. The first bill introduced, they got the number one, right? Uh, yeah, when I was in office, Matt Gertler used to try to put uh, uh, the constitutional carry bill as House Bill 1. I still remember that. Yes, this is House Bill 1. This would ban children under the age of 16 from popular social media platforms. They didn't define what a social media platform is, uh, but they just said it would ban them from using social media. I agree with the sentiment. It is not a role of government. Oh, totally. I mean, I, I think... We talked about this earlier. I mean, this, we're taking the, the Republicans in certain states are trying to take over the role of a parent uh, and not let parents do what they should be doing, which is controlling their children's social media. I mean, if, if me as a dad, I don't want my 16-year-old daughter to have Instagram, guess what? I get her phone, I block Instagram, or I look at her phone to make sure she doesn't have it. That's my job as a parent. It's not a legislator's or an elected official's job to regulate what my daughter has on her phone. What if, what if your kid, and, it's, and, and I know you're, all your kids are over 16, but I say all your kids, both your kids are over 16. Um, <clears throat> what if your 13 year old wants to be enterprising and starts a YouTube channel? Know, well, I mean, uh, kids do that uh, all the time. Yeah. I mean, or how about, how about a, a lawn business? Your, your son wants to yeah, well, start yeah. cutting lawns and he start and he wants to advertise on X and on Facebook that, you know, I'll, or, or, you know, next door could be considered a social media platform. Yep. They put on next door that, you know, my kid will come out and cut your grass and we'd eat for $30 a week, what, whatever it is. 
and and but part of teaching that entrepreneurship is teaching them how to advertise and how to get their name out there. No, I totally uh, agree it, with you on that point. Is, yeah, I didn't even think about that. It, it makes perfect is it, sense. Is a joint account okay? Or we have uh, yeah, I go to networking groups, and, and one of the ladies brings her daughter who is raising money for something, but she was making jewelry, like bead bracelets and stuff. And she's eight or nine years old, raising money for, I think it was raising money for cheerleading or whatever she was doing. But she was selling this bracelet. So part of teaching her how to be a business owner, how to be an entrepreneur was standing up in front of a room of adults, explaining what you're doing, what it costs and why you're doing it and getting that experience. And social media is just a way of, of magnifying that sort of thing of standing up in front of hundreds of people, thousands of people. This is what I do for a living. I'm proud of it. Or this is what I'm doing. I'm proud of it. This is why I'm doing it. This is how to order. And uh, so I understand the the social the social impact of, I feel bad when people, people say bad things about me. Guess what, kiddo? That's life. Not everybody's going to like you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I, look, I don't like Instagram. I don't like TikTok, all these kids to be looking at their phones all the time. But at the end of the day, it's not a government's responsibility. It's a parent's responsibility until their kid turns 18 and leaves the house. And even then, uh, I, I'm still like, I talk to my son all the time about this kind of stuff. And he's 19 and away at college. But it's, this is a parent's responsibility. It's not a government's responsibility to be telling us what we can and can't look at and have on our phone or not have on our phone. It's it just... And it follows you forever. And look, we have we have an experience uh, example out here a few years ago from North Paulding High School. These were girls just being stupid. They're a bunch of 15, 16-year-old girls, and they didn't get uh, napkins or something with a McDonald's, and they dropped an N-bomb, or one of them did. Stupid. She was run out of school, death, death threats. And all this from from a from a, a video that hit Instagram or something like that. <clears throat> and look, was it a stupid thing to say? Absolutely. Should she be educated that that we don't we don't speak like that? Absolutely. Should should she have her entire life destroyed and have to move off to South Carolina to finish out of her high school? Absolutely not. Right. But uh, but, but, but that's no, the, that, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you on that point. But no law banning Instagram from a sixteen year old or fifteen year old is going to fix that because I guarantee you, I could talk to half the 15-year-olds that live uh, down in my neck of the woods, and every one of them could get around this band by downloading a VPN to their phone. Or, I mean, that's going to be and, the way everybody gets around it. I mean, And faster than you could figure it out. Yeah, so, I mean, in, in a heartbeat, all these kids are going to get around this, even if they pass it. And then what well, are you going to do? This bill passed 106 to 12. Yeah, this was a very, uh, I mean, I don't know how many Democrats are in Florida, but there were a lot of Democrats that joined Republicans supporting this. Now, if you look at it from the social media, like Meta, Instagram, and other social media platforms, what they're urging the House to do is to seek a federal solution to this. Because what they don't want to do is have this state-by-state patchwork set of laws to say, if you're in Georgia, you can look at Instagram. If you're in you know, South Carolina, you can't look at Instagram. So that's going to be almost impossible for them to enforce. And it's like the California passed a law a few years ago around cookies on your computer. And, you know, every time you pull up a website now, it says, do you want these cookies to download on your computer or, you know, you have to get permission. That came out of California. Now it's like a, you have to do it everywhere because the companies don't want to just implement a state level rule. But yeah, this is, this is going to be a mess to try to regulate yeah, it at a state is. level. 
And with my ad blocker, I can't even half the stories we get as a disable your ad blocker of our site. So yeah. and it, look, it goes into the next story. I mean, if you want to go ahead and kick that off, it's it's yeah, the don't same send thing. nudes unless you're married in Oklahoma. <laughs> so <laughs> this is this is the oddest proposed uh, no. law. And as we read it, and longtime listeners will know the name, oh, it reeks of Chris Severe. Even the verbiage reeks of Chris Severe. Yeah, which it really I, does. His, his name is not on it because he was thrown out of Oklahoma State House as as a visitor for getting unruly. I think it, I think in twenty one he was thrown out of the Oklahoma State House. But this this reeks of him. Yeah, and this is an Oklahoma Republican who's also a Baptist. So it's an Oklahoma Republican state senator who also is, leads a church. He's proposed a bill that bans sending nude selfies unless you're married and makes posting for any seductive picture a misdemeanor. So you can't even pose for a seductive picture without getting a misdemeanor. And this Republican guy's name is Dusty Deaver. He wrote the law. He calls it the obscene. Would it, it basically just, like I said, makes any obscene materials a felony. So if you pose for a picture, it's a misdemeanor. But if you view the material, it's a felony. Ah, man, I, I tell you, I assume it means married to each other. It doesn't mean I could send your wife nudes. We're both married. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, as long as we're married, it's cool, right? Uh <laughs> This is this this would have this is not gonna this even if it passed even if it even if the governor signed it this 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 would get destroyed in a heartbeat on a First Amendment. Yeah, this is the First Amendment. So the law reads: to any lewd exhibition of the uncovered genitals, buttocks, or if such person is female, the breast, for the purpose of sexual stimulation of the viewer. So that's how he classifies this. So so me mooning the camera is fine. Yeah, so okay, but, if you show your breast too, you just can't show a female's yeah, exactly, breast. Exactly. I guess you could claim I mean, that you're something else if you want to with how the country's going. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I just don't know why Republicans. Look, I got you. This guy's a Republican state senator. It's also a Baptist. None of like sending nude selfies really bad. I, I don't think. Uh, I think we'd all agree it's probably not good sending selfies to other people, especially with uh, stuff like you just said, never leaving the internet. But it's not this. It's not the. I mean, it's not the state's responsibility. Our elected official responsibility to tell us what we can send and what we can't send. It's, well, only fans. Uh, so you can have no. I hate to use the term word. Content, porn actresses, on a uh, uh, on it coming out of Oklahoma. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I hell half the girls at at University of Oklahoma. Have have sent a have sent a boob pic to a boyfriend. <laughs> Probably so. I mean, yeah, I just I don't get it. Again, it's a, it's a horrible idea. It follows you forever. We're gonna get to we're gonna get to a, a a point in this country where it becomes cool to not send naked pictures of yourself. <laughs> um, it's also get to the point where when these kids become you know our age, it's everybody's gonna have a nude, and it, it, it's just not even gonna be a thing anymore. It's just. Everybody will, will have had a nude in, in, in their in their background, especially especially females. No one no one wants to see a, a guy nude besides gay dudes. <coughs> like I've never seen a woman go, "Boy, I'd like to see him see what he looks like with his britches off." Even if you're talking about like you know Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum or whatever his name is. Like they they, they want to see him dance around without a shirt. They, they don't they don't want to see Gonzo. <laughs> 
Ah, it just it doesn't make any sense. Speaking of not making any sense, we have Georgia legislative update. Anti-Semitism is now a hate crime in Georgia. Yeah, so this comes on the back of the hate crime bill passing back in 2019, I guess, or 2020. Uh, they now added anti-Semitism as a, another hate crime under that bill. So that bill had a certain, you know, had a number of conditions for being considered a hate crime. So this is after the fact, right? So if I go out and beat you up, Dave, then they can also look at that crime and say, was this crime uh, because of hate? And this came out of the uh, Ahmad Arbery case down in Brunswick. Yeah. Uh, which was a big, uh, you know, which really helped push that hate crime legislation across the finish line in Georgia. Yeah, Ahmad but now Arbery was not, was not a hate crime. It was, uh, it was a crime of self-importance. Yeah, but it, I think they ended up getting charged with hate crime and convicted. I'm, I'm uh, sure they did. But that's what... Hey, Yep. You know what? I'm all for add, adding anti-Semitism to the hate crime bill. Let's add everybody to it so it doesn't mean anything. Because hate crime <laughs> hate crime legislation is garbage legislation. Yeah, I mean, I voted against this thing. Well, it came up two or three times. So it felt, I think it. what happened in 2019 is it just barely got across the finish line in the House, but it wasn't going to pass the Senate. And they knew it wasn't going to pass the Senate because it barely passed the House. And a bunch of Republicans voted no on it. So then the Brunswick happened. We go back in session the next year and it flies through the House with the governor's support and sailed through the Senate at that point. I still voted no both times. I remember taking a lot of grief for voting no on that. Uh, but yeah, hate crimes, thought crimes. Yeah, just look, we have laws that says if you, if you kill somebody or you uh, attack somebody, there's a certain punishment for that. And that's what we need to do, whether or not it's hate crime or not hate crime. Uh, there's yeah, there's remedies for prosecuting people and there's jail sentences. You don't need well, to make it. You don't need to have the, these kickers on the back end. Well, the hate crime and the um, RICO stuff is all it does is, is put additional arrows into prosecutors quivers. Yeah. And, and they already have enough. Yep. We already have enough. You break like 47 laws every day without even knowing it. Yep. I mean, they already have enough. All right, so uh, Senator Greg Dolezal files legislation to create a committee to investigate our favorite prosecutor, Fannie Willis. <laughs> yeah, so this, uh, I think this is going through. I think this committee, he called it a Senate Special Committee on Investigations that would have the ability to subpoena people in evidence and require testimony given under oath. This is not something that the state Senate does very often, but uh, I think they're going to pass this, get this uh, special committee created, and bring in some people for testimony. Good. Yeah, good for in- include, Including the special prosecutor, the the $700,000 gigolo. Yeah, Nathan Wade. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So good good for Greg Dullesall. We like this. Yeah, I wish I was a $700,000 gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could take one client every two years, be just fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, state Rep uh, Rick Jaspers introduces bill for internet safety. Oh, it, nothing the state could do about uh, the state's so good at, at making the internet safe. Yes, I wanted to read this. Is, I'm going to read from the bill. Quote, any commercial entity that knowingly and intentionally publishes or distributes material harmful to minors on a website that contains a substantial portion of such material shall verify the age of individuals attempting to access such material. So basically it says any commercial entity that puts, that publishes, distributes, 
material harmful to minors. I don't know what that means. So I haven't seen a definition. Porn. Yeah, but harmful to minors has got to be defined. Uh, she'll verify the age. They're saying if, you know, you, they're basically saying you got to verify the age if you, if you have harmful material on your website. And this is not a crime against a company doing that. Uh, what this is going to allow you to do is a parent uh, can then file a civil suit against the company that published that harmful material. So this is a civil remedy, not a criminal remedy. Well, this harmful stuff could be so widely defined because think about what whatever judge is is in charge of this could. Let's go back to MAGA. Could 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 a kid looking up uh, uh, Trump quotes and and MAGA and everything else could that be considered harmful? Well, it is to the right judge. Yep. <clears throat> Same thing if someone was look, <clears throat> looking up uh, Marxism. Even if even if you were doing a kid was doing a paper on Karl Marx, uh, and ended up on on some website, start reading some stuff that that's 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 really weird. Now, anybody who spent more than five minutes on the internet knows that if you go. Five pages deep, you're going to get into lizard people living below the crust of the earth. Yep. Yeah, I don't think this. Look, I don't. I think we can move on fairly quick on this. It's yeah. not going to pass. It's just, it's just a headline type bill that. Uh, so, Jasper's. so he can go back to his constituents and say, "I'm trying to protect your children." It's yep, for the exactly. children. Yep. All right, State Senator Chuck uh, Huffsler introduces a cap on property taxes. Which sounds good on uh, on the face. Yeah, this is Senate Bill 349. So it said no matter how much your property value increases, the value you would be taxed uh, could only increase by no more than 3%. I don't, I don't know how to even... Look, I, my property tax has gone up probably 60, 70, 80% over the last five years. I mean, it went from $2,500 to low over four. I don't know well, how, yeah, I don't know how he can just put a number on this and say it can't, why not 0%, right? Why Why 3%? Why not 0? Why not 5? Why not 10? I mean, I, I, where, where did we pull this 3% out? It doesn't matter. They All they do is change the millage rate. Yeah, but this just says your property Taxes. tax, yeah, can increase more than 3%. So if your property taxes were $4,000, they can't go up to 3% the next year. It, now, this is not going to pass because the school boards are going <laughs> oh, to no. howl and howl and howl about this. About no, so you said, yeah, this is one of those bills. And I love these type, I don't love these type bills. I'm saying that kind of jest. But this is Chuck Hestetler, who's a, who's a chairman up there, a pretty powerful senator. He's doing this to make a point. So he's pushing back on the counties that have you know, raise property taxes so much. And he said, okay, by the way, counties, you guys, have you're, you're out of control. I want to introduce this bill that you can only increase by 3%. So he's trying to tell the counties, before we really address this, y'all need to get a handle on property taxes in your local counties. So again, this will never pass. But what he's trying to do is make a point in these local counties that you got to be fiscally responsible. Yeah, I, I, I'll hold my breath for that one. Yep, so we too. have Senate Bill 358 approved in committee. Yeah, this is the one that, that allows the state election board to investigate Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. So this has really pitted Raffensperger against uh, Senator Max Burns, who actually is the author on this one. Uh, Raffensperger, he said, this is a complete and total loss of judgment. Uh, and, you know, he's pretty upset about this, but... Yeah, this is one of those bills that 
probably is going to get some traction in the Senate. Uh, I don't know how Raffensperger goes to the Capitol every day, to be honest. I mean, he is not well-loved up there at all. And he thinks he's going to be governor. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so let's we'll see how far this goes. It'll be interesting if, and, and then we if have, this passes. Uh, HB 882 to hide mugshots until conviction. Uh, I don't, I don't, I see this as a first amendment issue. Uh, I also see it as a, uh, as, as uh, several things under, under the constitution. We don't allow the government to lock people up without letting people know that's, right. that's, that's KGB. That's Gestapo. Yeah. And I think this just, came just out disappear of- off the street. Look, this came out of, I don't know if you've got one in your county, but we've got this Spalding County uh, yeah, mugshot it's, it's website. The Georgia Gazette. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia Gazette, Gazette. Publishes, uh, publishes mugshots when people get arrested. I'm assuming what's happened here is they've pissed some people off by publishing these photos online. So here we go with a Georgia House member come through and uh, wants to hide mugshots until conviction. I'm like you, look, if you... This is public record. If you get arrested, that's public record. It's usually in a newspaper. Uh, so I guess what he's saying is you can publish it in a newspaper, but you can't show the mugshot. I don't know how. I, I don't think this is going to pass either. But it's interesting it, that they're going it, after this. And it, it also won't stand up to, to court challenge. No, I don't <clears> here's, think the, so here's the deal. And, and this is this. These are the people I feel sorry for. I've got a friend's son who was charged with some pretty heinous crimes, but he was never indicted. So basically, he went in, uh, got, finally made bail, and the prosecutor has not taken it to grand jury, and this is well over a year, and mm-hmm. he still has time left before they can't charge him anymore. They obviously don't have the evidence. Right. Uh, <clears throat> most likely didn't happen. I, I know the kid. Most likely didn't happen. I can't say if it did or didn't. Most likely didn't. But he was charged with heinous crimes, lost his job. Uh, the community... Everybody in the community shared the the mugshot around and 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 talked about it as if it were fact. <clears throat> so I understand the frustration, but I have to err on the side of freedom. I have to err on the side of keeping checks and balances on our law enforcement. And I say that as as a big friend friend of law enforcement yep. is we we don't want if I'm driving through city of Atlanta and they decide that that Fanny doesn't like me, which she doesn't. Uh, and they just throw me in a cell, don't publish it, and just say there was a David Roberts arrested. You know how many David Roberts there are? <laughs> no. I mean, if you look up my name, Dave Roberts, the first thing that pops up is the manager of the, of the LA Dodgers. Yeah, so part of that is your mugshot then distinguish you between right. all the others. It's, it's, yeah, it was, wasn't the manager of, uh, of the Dodgers that was arrested and thrown into a cell for, for, for some trumped up charge. It was Dave Roberts from Paulding County. Yep. So, so you have to err on, on the side of holding government accountable. Now, this is a good time to remind you, these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate with, ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over at thegeorgiavirtue.com. This is a good mule. <laughs> this is a good one, right? Uh, it's a good one for our viewer, uh, listeners. This is, so Mule Week is PETA this week. Uh, so Uga passed away last week, and I forget the number that this was uh, – yeah, it's the University of Georgia mascot, right? So I think, I, I can't remember the the number, but Peter tweeted this week, we're hoping his passing reminds the University of Georgia just how irresponsible it is for them to be promoting unhealthy, breathing-impaired, 
flat-faced breeds like English Bulldogs. <laughs> I think Bulldogs are useless because they can't swim and they can't lick their own butt. But <laughs> I, what? what? I know. Like, what? Peter like, could, is... could be the mule any week. They like, could, we, but this in, fact, is... in fact, when we were just kicking around like, what do you have as a mule? We just pulled Peter out and go, what have they done this week? Ah. Uh, it's it's tradition. The, the that dog lived an excellent life. And those oh, dogs are so damn expensive, life. especially in Georgia. These dogs aren't abused. They, they, these these bulldogs aren't. aren't people don't spend three thousand dollars on a, on a dog in the in the Ugga line, or probably more than three thousand if it's in the Ugga line, to, to 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 take it and, and abuse it. These dogs live real, very good lives. When it, when it's a August game, that dog's in a doghouse laying on packs of ice. I know, fans, that's what I was about to say. I mean, he's got fans, he's got ice in the doghouse. No, he's treated the, he's treated the, the really pl- well. Yeah, the players are over there getting IVs in the uh in, in the tent and stuff. And, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the dogs lay laying on the ground. Yeah, Ogus laying on ice. The ice. I know. So, so Cal- California wants to slow your roll. Oh, how about this? Now this state senator in California, his name's Scott Weiner. I don't know if you know yeah. this. I don't know if you know Mr. Weiner, but he's introduced some other legislation before that's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, he doesn't want people to drive more than 10 miles per hour above the speed limit. So he's introduced a bill, which is Senate Bill 961, that would require every passenger vehicle, truck, and bus manufacturer sold in California to have speed governors on them starting in 2027. So these cars would use devices for, that would use GPS technology to verify a speed limit in a particular area and wouldn't let you go over 10 miles over the speed limit. How how many times has has that been wrong in in your mapping apps? Uh, who cares if it's wrong or not? like? Okay, well I'm just what, I'm what if, just just what just if my for, wife what if my wife falls down in just a minute in my house? I need to rush her to the hospital. I was well, I was going to use a, a, a less severe example, but <laughs> yeah, right. your wife's your wife's in the back seat going through Lamaze. Yeah, you're trying to trying to get her to trying to get to the hospital, and it says you can't. You know, wide open highway, you can't go more than sixty five and a fifty five. Like, no, I need to get there. Yeah, there's so many things uh, wrong with this bill, but as wacky it, as California is, it will hope, never happen. Yeah, the government you, is addicted to making money on traffic speed tickets. tickets. <laughs> that would it cut will out never, speed tickets, right? Ever, ever happen. Yeah, Unless you're doing thirty five and a twenty five. I but, would imagine the sheriff's association and the uh, the police union is against this legislation just for that reason <laughs> they'd had nothing to do why why why, why sit on the side of the I road didn't think of it in, i didn't think of it in that way but yeah there's there's no way they're gonna give up all the revenue that speeding tickets brings in <laughs> no it's, it's the same reason that they don't have any real desire to to stop duis they want to catch duis they yes. don't want to stop it there's there's no actual motivation to stop drinking and driving because it's such a cash cow if you if you win, it costs you about ten thousand dollars. If you lose, it costs you about ten thousand dollars yes. a day. In it's gonna co- yeah, it's gonna cost you ten thousand dollars either way. Um, so, so yeah, the, the government is addicted to these fees. Not just <laughs> not just that. <clears throat> when you get when you get probation after 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 your DUI, you got you got to pay for the the lock that's in there that the government doesn't have to pay for. All that money gets kicked back. Yeah, gets gets kicked back at the line of the people that that pass these laws. Like like a DUI law would use would use common sense. Well, is this person at point oh four intoxicated? No, but I I know there are some people that that only drink on New Year's. 
that two glasses of champagne is way more than they need to, to, to be driving. Right. I'm, I'm not saying that anybody should be driving with, with any sort of load on, but but that's the government is 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 that's why they pick these arbitrary numbers. <laughs> is we have a prima facie case at at point oh nine. Yep. And that that allows them to make the money. And that's and that's what it's about. That's why officers don't have any discretion anymore. It's it's all about the money. <laughs> hey, we got those skills on camera tickets where I I live, and I wish I wish we were in the Georgia legislative update. I wish that would have been talking about some uh, Republican introducing a bill to get rid of those, but n- no one's. Uh, it's like you said, they're hooked on the revenue that these speed zone cameras bring in, and they're hooked, and and representatives are hooked on the. Campaign finance or campaign donations that these speed zone camera and, companies are giving them, and it's for the children, Ken. Yep, it's for the kids. Why do you Why do you hate children? I don't know. There's just what you know. You know I have I have I have yet to see a rash of kids being hit in school zones. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Yeah, down where I live, you know, there's at least a kid or two every week getting mowed down in the school zone. So this is completely, and I'm joking when I say that. No, I don't think it. I don't remember ever a kid getting hit in a school zone around where I live, but that they put the, they put these schools on, you know, cameras up to protect the children. All it is, is uh revenue moving money. And yeah, it's just a revenue generator. Not to mention, I have seen school zone, uh, uh, flashing lights on Christmas. Uh, yeah, they're all, I mean, yeah. Cause, yeah, cause, they, uh, cause so they're, they're, they're pro- improperly timed. And as, as you've demonstrated, you can't fight against it. No, it's almost impossible to fight against them. And then, so Bobby, yeah, go ahead. So, I'm sorry. so Bobby Jr. That all day. just won't go away. Yeah, he's got everybody kind of worried. This is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. That he is starting to make, you know, it's about, we all know this. We've talked about this more. Show. Ballot access is really difficult unless you're a Republican or a Democrat. And even if you're a Democrat, like running against President Biden, the DNC has made it almost impossible for other Democrats to run against Joe Biden this time around. Um, if I if I get a petition to to add Bobby to the to to the ballot, <clears throat> mm-hmm. now I'm not going to vote for him. But if I get the petition to add him to the ballot, absolutely, I'm going to sign that. Yep. So, but what's going on here is he's now uh, his campaign is uh, got him on the ballot in New Hampshire. And I think they've got him on the ballot in Utah now. So he's and these this is as an independent, not as a Democrat. So the more states he gets on is really worrying the Democrats that he could take some votes away from just enough votes from Joe Biden. I'm not sure who he pulls votes for, to be honest. I I, I, I think he's third, pulling from both sides. But third party uh, candidates tend to pull from both sides. That that's been the yep. biggest argument against libertarianism. Is yep, but, they pull votes away from Republicans. No, they pull they pull votes away statistically speaking from both sides. Yep. So this presidential election cycle, we could have a Republican and Democrat. You'll definitely have a libertarian in Georgia on the ballot because they have access right now. And then, you know, there's a couple other independent type candidates that are starting to get enough signatures and stuff to also get on ballots. So Joe Manchin and the No Labels. Yeah, the No Labels party. I still don't think they have really a candidate yet that's declared that could move the needle. But all it takes is RFK Jr. to get five, ten percent of the vote. And that would be a look, there's no way he wins, but just think if an independent candidate got 10, 15 percent of the vote this time around. And this Especially is Especially if if he was yeah. if he were strategic about it. California. Yeah. He could he could he could pull he could pull enough in California to hurt Biden. Yeah, and um, this is a this is one of those years. Obvi- obviously, yeah. with a, having a Kennedy name, Massachusetts, New York. Uh, I tell you what, if he went on the ballot in Michigan, 
that could cost Trump Michigan. Right, right now, Michigan is creaming anybody else in Michigan because they are pissed at Biden about, about yeah, the electric cars. And yep. they are furious with Biden. I, the UAW has, hasn't even bothered to endorse Biden yet. Not I mean, that. they will, but but they're going to do it very begrudgingly. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, this Bobby, would be interesting to say. I mean, yeah, Bobby's a huge monkey wrench in, in, in the whole thing. And, and look, I, I've... I would like to see the two-party system go away. I would like to vote for the best person. You know, and I think it was 16 when Trump first went in, and we're watching watching this just abortion of, of a campaign go on between him and Hillary Clinton. And I, I actually put a meme up. There has to be a better way of finding the two, finding the two worst people on earth. <laughs> I mean, it was it was awful. And then we, then we see in the 2020 election, we see these debates that weren't debates. It was two old men yelling at each other incoherently. Yeah, those are terrible. I mean, just the 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 whole idea of, of our republic is, is circling the, the toilet here because we keep running these people that that screech to their base. And, and typically what you see is, in a primary is you preach to your base. And then as soon as the primary is locked up, you pivot to the middle. Look, neither one of these SOBs is is, is pivoting to the middle. Uh, Biden will try, and he'll try touting his economy, but as more and more people get out of work and fewer and fewer jobs are available, and you see Ford laying off thousands of workers because they just can't sell their electric trucks because nobody who owns a truck wants an electric. Yeah, I mean, but you, yeah, I, look, I totally agree that most candidates pivot hard right or hard left. Uh Trump's not pivoting hard right. Trump's just still a he's a MAGA camp guy, right? I mean, I don't hey, I don't know what his I don't know what his followers are really. And look, I'm voting for Trump. So don't, hey, look, I'm gonna vote for President Trump in November. hundred percent. I walk in there enthusiastically and vote for President Trump. But I don't know what his followers are anymore because they're not small government conservatives. No, uh, they're not fiscally responsible conservatives. No, I don't know what they are. I really don't know what Trump is. Uh, I, I, I look. This is what uh, Saul was a Walensky called useful idiots. These these are people in a campaign that that fall in love with a personality, and that's what it is. Is they're in love with this personality, and they they they've been longing for so long, and I've said it for a long time. Is we need somebody who just cuts to the BS, who yep. who speaks who speaks his mind. And then we get it, and and he's a raging lunatic. Now, will I hold my nose in November and 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 push the little screen for Trump? Of course I will. Yeah, same here. Because because I'll continue to be a good soldier. But give me anybody legitimate to vote for. And look, Bobby's not it. Bobby is a classical liberal, like I said last week. I don't dislike the guy. I hell, if Bobby called me today and said, "Hey, Dave, you want to you want to go meet for a beer?" Hell yes. Tell me the time and place. If I get on get, get on an airplane, I'll go fly and meet you meet you for a beer in, in Boston. I don't care. Yeah, I'd love to meet Bobby for a beer. I'd, I'd love to hear his stories. Uh, and I, I guarantee you we'd get along on everything except for policy. Yep. And, and in a world of personality voters, he would have a chance. If Biden was was not running, he would have a chance because he, he has a great personality and he's uh, you know, he does have the shaky voice, which is tough in a debate, but it's not his fault. I mean, it's a it's a it's a genetic disorder. But so does Biden. I mean, have you heard him talk lately? I no, mean, Biden is- doesn't have a shaky voice. Biden Biden just doesn't make any sense. 
He 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 tells he, he stands on stage and says he just had took a picture of somebody he's not even there. And look, uh, Biden's not going to debate Trump. So I hope people realize there's these guys. They're not debating each other. I mean, we're no. I hope no one's under the impression that we're going to get some debates between Trump and Biden. I, I hope I hope he he pulls a Vivek and and Trump gets up there buys time on Fox News or whatever uh, and stands up at a at a podium and looks over an empty podium. And starts asking it questions and then giving and then giving his response to what he basically thinks Biden would say. <laughs> I mean that that would see that would be fun. That would endear people to him. That would start bringing those soccer moms back over. Is yep. standing in the middle of the ring with your boxing gloves on, and your shirt off, going, "Where's my opponent? Bring him on." Yep. And that that people would would respect. But I don't think he's got the humility to do that. I don't think I don't think Trump's got the sense of humor to do that. And that, 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 take, that takes uh, sort of a self-defaming sense of humor is to be able to stand up there by yourself and just, instead of doing a rally, is, is stand in front of the cameras and have an empty empty podium there go, where is he? Where's my <laughs> opponent? All right, Kenny, as we're running long, we were a little short last week, so we're making, for, making up for it this week. No. Uh, I mean, yeah. What are your closing thoughts? No, I hope people, I mean, look, I have, like I just said, I'm voting for Trump in November. I just... I hope he concentrates on the border and the economy. Man, if his team could just get that across and put all this other, all these other distractions out of the way. But we'll see, because if he doesn't do that, I, I think he's going to have a hard time winning. So Ooh, we Tim got, Scott, what, 10 months, 10, 11 months left. We'll see. Yeah, Tim Scott and Vivek Ramaswamy need to sit him down and go, look. I know, I know. I, I, know, you're too, I know you're listening to two losers here, but, but, but Tim Scott has won uh, you know, elections in South Carolina. Uh, just, just listen to us. Yep. Just, you're not going to lose your base by acting just a tad bit presidential. Yep, exactly. Uh, mine is more personal. Both my wife and I got stabbed last week. Uh, hers and her back. She got a uh, back injection. She's got her. She's a, she's a back patient. Uh, we've got another one scheduled for February 14th, which is awesome, which means we'll spend, she'll spend Valentine's day in bed, but not in a good way. Uh, I got needled in the shoulder the uh, shoulder injury that I had in 96, I had surgery for, thanks to the Army, in uh, 98-ish. And apparently, 25 years later, with this particular surgery, uh, it tends to cause arthritis, and they checked it, and I have no cartilage left in my shoulder. So off to the VA I go. But yeah, I got, I got a cortisone shot in the joint, and it, it, it helps, a, helps a little bit, but they want to put a new shoulder on me. Which, hmm. after just having my knee rebuilt, doesn't sound like fun. No, it doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> So on that happy news, on my personal, hey, I just violated my own HIPAA. <laughs> I want to give a big thanks to Eric Cumbie, who takes our trash audio and turns it into something you can listen to, to Ken Poland, uh, my partner's endeavor for, for tolerating my idiocy every week. I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you next week. Catch me howling at the moon